Hello, and welcome to Wyverns and Weirdos Fathomless, D&D podcast set in the world of Fiello. I'm your Dungeon Master, Darby, and joining me as always are Eddie, playing Tibble, Mitch, playing Neris, Laura, playing Rue, Jake, playing the Fishman, Joe, playing Alton, Emily, playing Cerise, and Zoe, playing Loren. Let's jump into it. So, where we last left off, the crew of the Polaris uh, spent their first day in uh, in the city. So they were able to uh, go do what they needed to um, in Ankather, capital of Ialos, and by default. The entire Ialic Isles. Um, among the tasks completed, Tibble went to report to the heads of the Hydra. Alton uh, went to see an old friend, and Neris and the Fishman showed Rue around the city before most of the party ended up meeting back at a tavern to. Uh, Discuss some things with Cerise and Loren regarding the history and the possible whereabouts of Janus, their lost comrade. Um, during this time, though, they heard the uh, sound of a gunshot outside as um, Alton's friend apologized to um, them. Um, I'm just seeing the chat. Have I seen Conrad? If I said Conrad, or is someone speculating? When you said Comrade, it's oh, like Conrad. Uh, there we go. And I was like, mm? okay. So, um, before we started tonight, we rolled up initiative. Uh, however, we're going to jump back a few seconds as. Uh, there is a quick surprise round from um, from Alton's assailant, and as as you um, failed your, actually no, that would have been the surprise round, the uh, the fairy fire. So um, we have one round before people notice. Um, Alton, um, you haven't seen where this magic has come from. Um, you just know that you are lit up like a Christmas tree. Mm, and, uh, and my old buddy, old pal, I uh, just apologized for, yes. um, someone made it on, is on the rooftops with a rifle. So yes. Well, let's see if you spot that now or in a moment. So roll me a perception check. Okay. It's just, yeah, bit of wibbly wobbly uh, timey stuff, but, uh, <laughs> yeah, it seems like yes. it. <laughs> yeah. I rolled a nat 20. You spot, uh, you spot this figure lining up a shot. Um, there anything you would like to do with your turn before they inevitably shoot you? Um, 
Yeah, so I'm just going to turn to uh, Liu and just be like, Seriously? Who is this? What the guard? What? (laughs) Fucking coward. And um, he is going to uh, duck down and pretty much dive onto Liu. Okay. So I'm getting out of the way of a shot, and I am, I guess, grappling him. Yeah. So you're. So this would be an athletics check on your part. Not a good, not a good move. As opposed to either strength or dexterity from the. <laughs> so oh. I rolled a three, so that makes it a one. So you um, launch yourself at Liu, who just stands his ground with a dirty 20, and you effectively bounce off of him, and um, I, won't, I won't be cruel. I won't be cruel. You're not prone. Actually, I'll, I'll let you choose. Yeah. I'll let you choose, because there are, there are pros and cons to being prone, I will tell you that. But uh, do, do you think that... Bouncing off of Liu would knock Alton prone. Would it knock him flat on his ass? I mean, probably because he was trying to get down on the ground to get out of range, like, of the way of yeah. the being shot out. So, yeah, I guess he's prone. Okay. So the good news is, um, as, as we get, because that grapple was your action, um, Although you could, you do have movement, you could use your movement to um, get up if you want after being knocked down. But it's up to you. I'm, he's not going to get up, he's going to okay. crawl, see if he can crawl further into the house. Um, and also, like, get out a dagger. Uh, unfortunately, Lou's, Lou is in the way. Okay. It's not really possible, but it's, it's a fairly narrow uh, um, doorway. But you can get out a dagger. Yeah, he's just gonna get out a dagger then. Okay. Um, now, here's the fortunate thing for you. You're prone, which for ranged attacks grants disadvantage. Um, mm-hmm. For prone attacks against, uh, or range attacks against prone target. So this is just gonna be a flat roll. Fairy fire gives him advantage. The fact that you're prone to disadvantage. Um, so, mm. nice flat roll for um, And let us go with um, the, as it's called, death, uh, death shot. Um, and that's a an 18 to hit. That will hit, yes. Um, so that will deal. Oh, this is going slow to attain hardware acceleration off because it's having just three for four, so I'm going to wait for that to roll and roll. So you take uh, six points of uh, piercing damage. And 
be uh, 13 points of necrotic damage. Additionally, your hit points maximum is reduced by an amount equal to the necrotic damage taken, so 13. Ooh. Okay. Yeah, I mean, now someone's going to like, cry out in pain. Um, alright, that's his go, and that's the point where you hear, uh, inside the tavern, across the road, this gunshot go off. Um, and... Actually, uh, yeah, so... Um, so we'll jump back to the top of initiative, uh, doesn't affect too much. Um, so Cerise. So <clears throat> Cerise, hearing a noise, does leap to her feet and, um, she... Anybody who's looking at her would notice she isn't actually wearing her weapons. Not that you can see, but she puts her hand out and her sword appears in her hand. And she's going to uh, roll out the front door and just have a, have a little cheeky look at what's going on. you can get to the door. Think to the door. 20 if you want to just be out right outside the door. Um, and you see Alton on the ground. Um, probably. Mm -hmm. He just... He turns back to the table and says, it's one of yours. And that's it. All right. Uh, next, Alton. All right, again. Okay. Um. So. And then this man on deck. But he's just gonna just like swear again and then um and just try to stab Alia in the ankles. <laughs> okay. Uh roll to hit. Um that's a dirty 20 to hit. Yeah, that'll hit. Doesn't have great uh, AC. <laughs> so that's eight points of damage. Alright. Um that's it's a hefty amount of damage but he's he's still standing. <laughs> um What to do, what to do. Uh, okay. So I'm blocked in the doorway. Alright, okay. Um, I will uh, use half of my movement to stand. And, um, and then I'll, uh, he'll just turn to look up at the person on the rooftop and just kind of like hold his arms out and be like, All right, all right, you want to try again? That one didn't seem to hit, con connect very well. 
Why don't you come down here and I can show you how to shoot properly? down to you. Anything else you're doing? And then he's gonna run around the side of the building if possible. Okay. What in in order to try to get cover? Yeah. Fifteen. That's about where you can get just using what remains of your movement. Um, you haven't. No, you haven't got an action um, because you attack. All right, uh, Fishman. Is um, Fairy Fire a concentration spell? It is. So, did he did the one casting get stabbed? No. Ah, never mind then. Um, is the so Fishman? I guess was directed by um, Captain Thunderbolt. Um, or Cerise now, I guess. Um, as our characters now know that. Um, and um, he'll, yeah, maybe have a look at where Cerise was directing them. So, would he notice Alton? I mean, he could probably put together it's him as well. Looking at where the minis are, you do have a direct light <coughs> sight through the doorway to where Alton is currently standing. And Ken Fishman. Ken Fishman see where they're gesturing to? Um, Alton, that is? Uh, it seems to be approximately somewhere on top of the building that you are in. On top of the building we're in? Yes. Um, Fishman's gonna walk outside and see if he can see what the go is. Because you probably can't see the the guy who was tackled to the ground. And in a building. So. Dash outside. Maybe not necessarily dash, but just kind of like walk out nonchalantly and just kind of see what the hell is going on on the roof. 20 feet of movement to get outside. Yeah. Um, can you see? Um, you can see the streets. Um, you would probably have to use... What's your movement speed? Uh, my movement speed is 30 feet. Okay, so if you step out about 10 feet more into the street to kind of be able to see up on top of the building. Um, you probably would be able to make out the figure on the roof. Um, How far? So they are probably about 20 feet up. I'm going to put them oh. on this doorway just for the sake of uh, simplicity, but... Yeah, they are about 20 feet up. 20 feet up. Double check the spell. Um, blah, blah, blah. Range is... Self, however, it reaches 60 feet. Excellent. Um, Fishman's going to say, I believe Alton wants them to come down. I think I might be able to help with that. And he'd like to cast Gust of Wind, please. All right. Um, um, straight at the guy. Yeah. This is a saving throw, I take it? It is a DC... F- uh, hang on. It's a strength saving throw, so only a strength 11. Okay. Uh, that's a 19. Oofed. Uh, well, then it, I believe it doesn't do anything. However, um, if he were to approach me, it's twice as hard. 
um, but only in that line. However, did he have any um, extinguishables on him or anything like that? Uh, or a lantern or... He did not. Oh, that's all good. That's it for that one. However, um, he will then use planar warrior feet to uh, basically mark him for his next attack. And that's a bonus action. And then I guess he'll turn towards the other party members and be like, um, it appears we have an attacker attacking Alton on the roof. Any of you get up there. That's basically all he can do. Um, alright. So, um, let's see. Uh, Alton, it is your, uh, assailant's go again. As he's going to shoot at you again. This time, it's a dirty 20. Yeah, that'll hit. Um, four. A little luck. Oh, no. Not as, not as lucky for you. Uh, eight points of piercing damage. And here's where it could go bad. 15 points of necrotic. And again, okay. point maximum reduced uh, by 15. Um, but that is his go. Next is Lorraine. Um, is there like a window through which um, all this action can be seen or is it just the doorway? Window. Um, the, okay. It's a pretty straight line of sight um, to Alton though in this. Okay. She is going to walk towards the door. Uh, just behind Cerise, uh, just a casual stroll. Gonna kind of peer over Cerise's shoulder. Gonna go. Captain, is this an us issue? Doesn't seem so yet. Alright. And then, uh, does kind of clock the situation a little bit and goes, eh, I'll do him a favor. And uh, as she takes another sip of her, I believe, fantasy lemon lime bitters, um, she draws up her hand again, and again, Neris, you would see those tattoos start to move in a way that's creepily familiar. As almost casually, she does this little twirl with her finger, Although, for anyone versed in magic, you can see that there is a forced ease to this. She is trying to make it look easy. And Darby, is it windy outside? As a bonus action, the wind is now blowing back towards the snow. The speed of it doesn't change, and I don't think Lorenz encountered many snipers with guns, but she's probably encountered a couple with arrows, and she knows that wind is pretty important to being able to hit your target. So she's changing the direction in a hundred foot radius sphere. Um, 
It's not a spell. This is Heart of the Storm. Plus, Fishman is also pummeling him on top of that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So she's just casually sipping her drink, twirling her finger, and the wind starts blowing again. It doesn't change direction, but it just starts blowing back towards the sniper. So any shot they try to take is now being pushed back. Okay. So they would have disadvantage then. I would assume so. All right. Um, all right. And then she's going to uh, just kind of step away from the door and just kind of chill because it's not line of sight. Um, she just wanted to see. Chill, and then she kind of, with her drink, kind of looks at everyone else around the table and just kind of drugs. And that's her turn. Yeah. All right. Um, next is Rue. Right, um, <clears throat> so first up, um, rough voice today, sorry about that. Uh, so Rue initially seems to, for anyone who's spent enough time around Rue so far, which isn't many, Rue seems very conflicted, and their right hand seems to do that welling up of blue-white magical energy between the seams of Rue's plating and gloves before Rue seems to sort of focus and dissipate it. And he nods briefly at Fishman uh, and, and responds, I can traverse vertically a little, but I need to get closer. I will investigate. And investigate Rue does. So Rue will um, run out uh, beyond Fishman to sort of try to scan the area, searching for both Alton and any potential assailants. So a perception check or... Uh... I would say at this point it's it's easy enough to do that just as you were running. Like the assailant has pretty much made themselves known. Um I'll yep. yet to find significant cover from the from the street view. Alright, so um can I get to Alton? I have thirty feet uh, walking distance. So you've already used twenty-five to get past the fish man. Yeah. So you've got five left. Okay. Uh, yes. And how far away is Alton? If you dashed. Uh, dash is a full action, though. Unless you have some sort of spell or something that can cover you an extra 30 feet. Mm. Okay. Um, so... Rue looks, um... Just double-checking... Okay, so Rue looks very sort of um, hesitant again and sort of a little bit of like their body jutters a bit. Um, and um, they then, uh, that same magical energy just pulses through the seams of their um, like armor plating and their gloves and um, sort of then whirls up into their hand and then just sort of spreads out all through their body. Um, and uh, so Rue's going to cast Expeditious Retreat as a bonus action. Um, and then Rue is going to uh, vault over to where Alton is, using that extra movement. So double doubles my movement, I believe. Uh, it allows you to take the dash action as a bonus action, 
but also you use oh yeah that's it get to dash as part of casting the spell yes okay so i dash um over to alton and then Rue sort of crouches and um uh, i've got an action left um can i could i drop an item because i have a potion and use an action that's a feature of my paladin class at the same time. I would allow that because the dropping the potion would count as an interaction. Okay, so I pretty much like Rue just gets there um, and I see Alton in this like flash. So they just vault over this giant seven foot metal figure hunched. Um, and then Rue sort of just crouches down quite unnaturally and um, Rue basically drop throws the potion in at Houghton and says I am a Friday of undetermined and then Rue holds up the apple um and says Indeed, I will help and then Rue sort of um as Alton has said before this like uh immense like amount of mist and just seeps out through the mask and all around and just completely surrounds where Alton and Rue is as I cast as I use marine layer so that obscure heavily obscures the area around us and so Rue is crouched down in front of Alton but like they, they will be almost yeah it's heavy heavily obscured I think Alton would be like visibly startled by Rue um dashing towards him but then he'd be like just like clutching his wounds and just kind of just like oh uh, Rue it looks like you ran into a little personal disagreement uh, thanks for the assist though Thank the potion yeah yeah I need it uh, that's just a regular healing potion but it's something um I'm just seeing how I didn't how Fairyfire interacts with this uh, this heavily obscuring fog. Uh, creatures, the duration of objects and affected creatures shed dim light. Any attack rolls against an affected creature or object has advantage if the attacker can see it in the effect. So it comes down to dim light uh, creates a lightly obscured area. Uh, I would say, yeah, it it looks. I'm not sure, and I don't have the tone to look into this overly detailed, but um, I would say that this this uh, would prevent the uh, yep. shooter from seeing it. Yeah, I just checked. <laughs> Again, apologies for the, the rough voice today, everyone, but um, I just checked the visibility rules. And um, with marine layer specifically, all creatures within the area have, like, so the, the vision is completely blocked. So creatures outside the area cannot see in. So, yeah. Um, I just wanted to check its interaction with fairy fire. But, um, yeah, because it's only dim light, it doesn't come through. Um, all right. So, uh, next is Tibble. Um, so Tibble, uh, once he hears the commotion and sees that, um, 
sees Fishman and Rue both charge out. Um, he turns to um, Cerise and Loren, and um, especially after Cerise uh, mentioned it was one of his and was like, is like, um, and sorry, my brain may not allow me to do the accent. Apologies, sorry. Um, Apologies that uh, we've had this interruption. Um, hopefully this won't take long. And he scampers down from the table um, and outside. Now, my, I only have a limited sort of field of vision here. Um, would Tibble be able to see the assassin? Attempt, attempting assassin. We're getting about 10 feet out of the tavern. You'd be able to see, um, see up, uh, high enough above the tavern to see them, yes. Okay. Um, and how much of Tibble's movement has he used? Call up to get out and get into a spot where you can see that would only cost you 15 feet of movement excellent and how far up is this this person 20 feet okay okay um hmm oh all right um so Tibble Seeing the assumed um, assailant, uh, he looks up. Um, actually, he kind of looks around. Would he have seen or be able to see? Um, Alton and Rue, or not really because of the spell that was cast? See the fog engulfing them, but you will not see them. Um, so he calls across to the fishman. Um, what's happened? Is it Alton? <laughs> not on the roof, but Alton's over there in that fog with Rue. Has the lad been hurt? Yes. By this one. He points up to the assailant. I believe so. My little wind thing isn't working as well as I thought it would. Leave it to me. Um, and Tibble begins to climb up the wall. And as he does, um, he calls up to the assailant. Um, and, uh, when he reaches that first little steeple of the wall, um, anyone who is outside and can see enough of him to see him, um, will see that the Starseer Cutlass is, um, starting to shed, 
uh, this bright moonlight. Um, and as he pulls it out, he calls up to the assailant and he's like, um, I think maybe you and I should have a little chat. Um, and he is going to, using his um, swords ability, cast Fairy Fire on the assassin, assailant. Uh, now, what DC are we looking at here? I don't know. <laughs> um, the saving... 15. Sorry. <laughs> I'm like... It, it would be in the item, yeah. Alright. Um, well, that was his action. For his bonus action... Um, fuck it, he's going to action search. <laughs> um, so, Tibble will action search. Um, his bonus action in the initial... Um, so, just a clarification, you don't get an extra bonus action for action surging, just an extra action. No, I know, but I haven't used my bonus action. Um, he is going to um, use Rally um, and call out to um, Alton as loud as he can because it's um, a creature that can a friendly creature that can see or hear you um, hang in there kid it'll be alright and um, the uh, Alton you have nine temporary hit points thank you um and he uses the. He does he get just another action or movement and action with the action surge? It's another action. Okay. Using the action surge to um, basically dash up, you can get up and then still have your action. No, he's going to attempt to cast uh, fairy fire again. Okay. Okay. Oh yeah, because you have three charges. Three charges. I'm sorry. Uh, That's all right. That's fine. That's the end of his action. Okay. Um, Neris. Yeah. So, <clears throat> how close are... Can Neris see where Alton is and see that there's potentially a second aggressor? Uh... You phrased that very well. You can't see Alton, but you can see where he is. Because well, you can see roughly where he is because of the, the fox. Yeah. Um, and so you want to see if there's a second aggressor? Is that what you Uh, yes. Okay, uh, roll me a perception check. Uh, and to clarify, is this perception check at disadvantage because my initiative was a natural one? Uh, yeah, yes. All right. Because the house rule we use. Um, um, that is a 13. 13. 
Um, as far as you can tell, there doesn't seem to be any additional combatants. Fair enough. Let's deal with the man on the roof. Uh, <clears throat> so... I guess, uh, to begin with, Neris is going to, um, sort of look out at everything that's happening initially with a bit of, um, shock and discomfort, um, and he's going to attempt to sort of retreat into himself, uh, until he hears the call out from Cerise, hey, it's one of yours. Neris is then instantly going to sort of change, still be very cautious about everything, um, but is going to now move forward almost at the same time as the captain does. Um, will sort of just sidle past uh, Loren, um, look up at the roof, and then look back down um, at Loren and say, um, don't watch this time. And he's going to look back up, snap his fingers and cast a uh, hypnotic pattern. Okay. Um, this is a charm effect, isn't it? It is. Now, do you get to choose which creatures are affected by this, or...? Um... It is every creature in the area who sees the pattern. Okay. So, technically everyone except for Loren, who I specifically said not to watch. Alright, uh, what <laughs> saving throw is that? Uh, that is a wisdom saving throw. Um, for reference, um, if this creature is rolling, um, the first roll is an 11. Okay. Don't know if there's... Yeah, you just, even if they get advantage, you just replace the roll, don't you? I replace, if they have advantage, I, I think I replace one of the d20s, I believe. I'm, I'm not 100% sure. Okay. Um, that would be something, yeah. And then... Um, yeah, so it's an 11, uh, plus their wisdom is 21. Damn, this man's wise. Okay. Um. Leave. I don't have anything to counter that. So, yeah. Kibble, however... Uh, it's right there. <laughs> Rolled a um, natural one. And has the wisdom save of negative one. So, um... Your captain is very, uh... In, uh, hypnotized. <laughs> I will say, um... Is only for anyone who does see this thing. I don't know if Tibble was looking around or directly at this it, figure. 
it'd be essentially like in the middle, like maybe 10, 15 feet up or so in the middle of the roadway. I don't know if the area of that would encompass Tibble um, to allow that for flavour because there was a natural one. Darby, I'm going to leave this one up to you. <laughs> Based around Tibble's passive and also where he's situated. <laughs> if you're climbing up to this guy and looking at him to cast this spell, you're probably looking at a spot that would be covered by this hypnotic, hypnotic pattern. Um, so. Yeah. Sounds about right. Um, what about Fishman? Yeah, you, like, as as Mitch pointed out, it's probably technically everyone except for Loren, who is inside. Uh, um, he got a 15. Is that safe? Uh, no. Cool. Oh, dear. I believe Alton and Rue in the little smoke cloud would also be okay. They would be fine. Yes, well, what, basically what we can see, Joe, as well, for your news, but... Alton's um, probably having an even worse time is lightly obscured so we can see figures but it's okay. like yeah <laughs> so we probably wouldn't be able to see that it's nice alright um, and then it's Leo's turn I can't break concentration as a free action on my turn can I yeah uh, would I have noticed that it hasn't affected this creature? Um, yeah, you've you've gotten to a point where you can see that, like you specifically went to a point where you can see them to cast the spell. You would notice that they're not distracted. Okay, and I would notice that the captain uh, <laughs> very much is perfect. Uh, I would assume he would sort of leave it up just for a split second kind of close his eyes and just squint and rub and then we'll uh spell it okay does it break concentration like does it break fish uh, is nodding I would leave that up to you as DM. Um, I would assume Just, so. What are the effects? Yeah, what condition does it? Charmed. Just the charmed condition? Yes. Not drop. Okay. No worries. Um, Liz's turn. He's going to close his door. Go further into his shop. Beyond that, you have no idea because it's behind closed doors. Uh, all right, uh, Cerise, we're back to the top of initiative with you. Cerise is very amused by everything that is going on and is going wrong. Um, I did roll because she, uh, she would be like watching what was going on, what Neris was doing. Um, of it. it was a 19 so nothing happened to her hey um, but she's just like half just aghast at how terribly everyone is doing and just turns to Loren and is like 
how did we nearly get bested by them? I think they just got very lucky. We might have just been having an off day. Um, and she is going to a good old witch bolt at the assassin. All right. We step back a bit to be able to set up. Yeah. That is a to hit, is it? It is indeed a to hit. All right. Roll to hit. Twenty-five to hit. Twenty-five certainly hits. And so that is. Can't find my D twelve. There they are. Oh. Uh, that's nine pain points of uh, damage. Okay. Uh, that's lightning damage too. Okay, not too bad. Uh, and he, yeah, cries out as ah. What an irritating bunch. Um. Uh, anything else on your turn? Uh. When when he says that, she says, "They are that." just winks. Right. Uh, Alton. Um, Alton will grab the, uh, the healing potion and just chug it down. Uh, straight away. Um, 2d4 plus 2 for regular. Yeah. So that is, um, 10 points of healing. Nice. So he'll just chug that down and then, um, I guess he would have heard uh, Tibble um, yelling out the words of encouragement, and so he just kind of like chugs it down, and then just like goes back and just like hits his head back, and I'm just like, seriously, the whole crew is here. Great, it just gets worse and worse. Right, Ru, uh, um, let's see if we can get into this building. There's someone in there as well. You need to um, go inside. So do- yes, someone we need to take out. And it's better cover, I suppose. Uh, are there any windows or anything here? Or we can skirt further and have a look. From being in the shop, the windows are pretty yeah. on the opposite side of this building. Okay. Oh, we can skirt around the back, though, in the meantime. Do we have enough movement for that? Um, so... uh, The thing of note is that it is basically, uh... Right... It's got its back right to the water. Oh, okay. (laughs) I want to kill you so much. You could try the door. That's true. Is the door in the fog? Um... How wide's the fog? What, 20 feet. 20 feet. Um, it is just within the fog, I believe. Awesome. Okay, then. In that case, I'm going to kind of look around, be like, oh, no windows. 
Right. And then he's just going to duck over to the door and um, try to... Is there a lock or anything that's visible? Um, not... Uh, not from the outside, no. There is no uh, obvious lock here. Okay. In that case, he's just going to shoot approximately where a lock would be. Okay. <laughs> All right. Um, so that is a 19 to hit. 19 to hit. Um, roll damage. <laughs> sure. Um, that's eight points of damage. Okay, I'd say it's a reasonably sturdy door, so that's that's enough to, like, shoot the door open, but not enough to, like, destroy it, basically. That's fair, that's fair. Significant damage to the lock itself, though. Excellent. Um, in that case, then I'll try the handle, see if I can get it open and head inside. Yeah. All right. So you, so you basically got, uh, yeah, 15 feet in the door. Okay. And you can't currently see, uh, Liu. Okay. There is a, uh, let me see what camera angles we have to, uh, help you. Uh, pretty much just that one. Um, okay. you can see his mini in this shot, but there's, <laughs> there's basically, there's only one exit from this room other than the one that you just came in through. <clears throat> and it's that door to his back office. Ah, uh, yes. Well, if he's got any movement left, he'll start heading towards yeah. um, there. You you have enough movement to get in. Awesome. So okay. I'm, I'm trying that door again. Yeah. And he's going to call out and just be like, <laughs> All right, Leo, have you sorted out everyone else as well? Uh, nice try in the assassination too. Great hiding spot. What I had to... Um, you do still technically have an attack if you would like oh, to use it. You've only used one on the door. That is true. Yeah, great. Well, I did a shitty job because it's not going to be enough. And I'm going to um, find my second shot at him. <laughs> Alright, roll. That's hit. a 13 to hit. 13 will hit. He doesn't have a great AC. Right, so that is. Um, Eight points of damage. Eight points of damage. Uh, he's still standing, but he's looking pretty shaky. Wait. Between the, like, there's blood by, like, on his ankle and foot. There's blood. Where, where was this shot? Oh, where would he be shot? Yeah, I don't know. Maybe, like, um, blood by his ankle and his foot, like, in the leg, I guess. Okay. Right foot thigh. Oh, okay. Same, same leg or opposite leg? Oh, sure, opposite. Opposite. So he's... <laughs> he's been... <laughs> yeah. He, he's he's going to have some difficulty moving. Um, Alright, but that is your go. Um, next is the Fishman. So, um, Fishman will keep up concentration on Gust of Wind. Um, however, I don't believe Bella has moved. <laughs> cool, cool, cool. Um, and there's no one else in the way of that line? 
Uh, it is 10 foot wide, but he would angle it in a way where allies aren't affected. Yeah, no. Oh, all right. Well, he might get behind. Um, he might like take a couple of steps back and get behind. I don't know a crate or something. If there is anything, if not, he'll just get a better view. Just a better view, and um, yeah, he's gonna try and take a shot. Roll to hit. Um, that is a ten to hit. Uh, ten does not hit. Excellent. Bonus section. I mean, second attack, sorry. That is a 11 to hit. <laughs> also does not hit. Um. Excellent. Oh, he doesn't do anything then. Oh, that's that's sad. It is. All right. Um, so. Two things as he starts his turn. Does uh, Fairy Fire drop on? Uh, no, he's not been hit with anything. Ah, by lightning? By Cerise, I do need to roll concentration. Um, that is a 13, which is more than what he needed. And um, also, he needs to roll a strength 11. Saving throw. Uh, that's a 4. Oh, he gets pushed back. I believe it's 15 feet. was gust of wind yeah 15 feet away from fishman okay so he's probably i'll just put him on this table to represent it he's not literally right behind you lauren but uh just to represent where he is on the roof um just higher up okay thank you that's it yeah uh, so his go, he's going to say, um, he is going to say, um, I'm Officer Vatrej Crow. Uh, uh, officer under Kalein Peacebringer. I am here to take in a wanted fugitive. Please do not assist. Tibble, Tibble, who is closest to them, um, turns and is like, uh, I'll have you, wow, where is the accent? I, lad, I, I'll have you know that, uh, there's been some form of misunderstanding. That lad that you have shot in the middle of the street or attempted to is under my employ and this can be settled in a completely different manner. Lay down your own weapons and we'll have a chat, you and I. I'm happy to roll persuasion if you would like. Yep, yeah, persuasion check. Uh, uh, 18. Um, yeah. Uh, he seems unswayed. Pickle. 
It still is going. <gasps> yeah. All right. Um, well, if that is uh, what you wish. Then uh, uh, there is only one thing to do, uh, um, and he is going to um. Yeah, so he is going to. going to, he can't see his quarry, but he doesn't know his quarry's move, so he's going to shoot um, into the general area. Um, I'm going to roll at disadvantage, but also, Rue, just roll me yep. <laughs> general luck. Uh, okay. Uh, so, above a, above a 10. So, above a 10, you manage to evade it. Below a 10, you are close enough to where he's expecting his quarry to be. It's a 10 exactly. 10 exactly. Oh, you're cool. See, you see a bullet go past your shoulder and hit into the wall behind you. Oh dear. And you notice- He hears from within the, the cloud. Um, a dark black magical energy coming off of the uh, the projectile. Rue kind of crouches more and like spider-like sort of like tries to see where Alton's gone and also keep track of the this new person to give themselves the name. Alright. Uh, next is Loren. She loudly sips of her drink and then kind of sticks her head out the door at this fella. Realize, sees him get pushed back about 10 feet, walks out the door to like stand next to Cerise. Again, holding her little fantasy LLB in like a little limp wrist hold. Kind of takes another sip. Gives some to Irik sitting on her shoulder. Good boy. And then, uh, he's less than 60 feet away from me, yes? Uh, yes. Okay. She's gonna look at this little sniper man. And she goes, I actually really think you should listen to Captain Clover over here. Although, uh, I don't know if you look like you like your job all that much. You seem a little conflicted, but you want to talk about it? And in that last moment, her eyes flash that unnatural sea foam green as the orb on her staff strapped to her back also begins to glow as this wave of psychic energy shoots at uh, Officer Vartridge. And I would like him to make a wisdom save, please. Alright, so wisdom saving throw. He has advantage. Rip. 
So that is 24. Oh. Okay. Well, that beats a 17. So, yeah, he would feel this, like, pressure push around his mind as Loren attempted to cast, uh, well, Id Insinuation, uh, which would have had some very fucked up fun little effects, but instead he would just shake it off. And as her eyes kind of go back to their normal, still unnatural but not glowing seafoam eyes, but with the pupils a little more cat-like, she just goes, Aw. Heck. Alright. Um, then we go to Rue's turn. So Rue's sort of already um, crouched down half crouched down and they're sort of looking around trying to keep track of uh, both an officer that's just made themselves known and also out and sort of dashing into this building um, and Rue kind of like looks around and then will um, I believe it's a bonus action uh, the arm blade will come out Yeah. and um, Rue will follow out and into the room um, and then take stock of what's going on. So Alton is shooting this person? Yes. Is the person on the ground or are they both standing? Uh, not at this stage, no. They are standing. They are hobbled, but standing. Excellent. Um, so Rue is going to stand in between, is going to shove their way in between them. Alright, um, yeah, uh, make me a... I, th- I, th- I imagine, well, I don't want to speak for Alton. Halton, are you going to allow that to happen, or are you going to fight against it? Do you want Rue to put themselves between you and Leo? Um, I think it would just kind of happen, and then Alton would not be happy about it. He wouldn't, like, physically try to stop Rue. Alright. Don't resist. Rue sort of um, spreads both their one long fingered arm and their one bladed arm between the both of them. Like, what are you doing? What is the purpose of this? You should be getting to safety, Elton. And then Rue sends their regard to um, uh, Han. It's like, what is your part in all of this? My name is Rue Friday. Speak. Just wanted to get. Wanted to get them off my back. I think that is relentless. No, that's, that's the other guy's accent. Chris Finger is relentless. I wanted to get her off my back. What does this mean, Alton? means this man is trying to get me killed. So I'm defending myself. You should get to safety. You look injured. And then Rue is going to reach out and um, Alton can try to pull away in time, but otherwise Rue is going to reach out with a clawed hand and grab the closest part of Alton would be the wrist 
or just the shoulder um, and is going to pump uh, like 15 points of um, uh, the paladin healing thing. Yes, uh, Play on hands. Yes. Alright. Um. I'll just kind of grab the arm that um, grabs him as well. And try pretty, to push it off. <laughs> yeah. And I think that pretty much gets you your current maximum. Current max, yeah, it does. Yeah. Uh, oh dear. Alright, so that's Rizgar Tibble. But Tibble, um, watching the shot fly past him to into the uh, storm cloud, uh, mist thing, <laughs> um, turns back to uh, this officer. Like this look passes over him um, that. If anyone uh, who was down below was witnessing, um, they would not have seen from him. Maybe the fishman might have once or twice in battle, but this very serious, um, almost darkness. Darkness if darkness was, I don't know. Grayscale um, goes over his face and he says, Well, have it your way then. And he's going to go up and attack with the Starseer Cutlass. All to hit. Um... Excellent. So the first hit is a 26. 26 certainly hits. Oh, uh, and that's maximum um, damage. So that's uh, 15 points of damage on the first hit. Yeah. And the second hit. Okay. Um, So that is a 25 to hit. Certainly hits. And that is a beautiful 12 points of damage okay um uh, and sorry unless you're going to tell me that he's dead um which you can sorry for interrupting yeah i didn't think he would be um um fairy fire is gone that second attack um he rolled a a grand total of five on his uh, on his concentration check, so that got fairy fire gone. He's going to, after making those two hits, um, he then says to, oh, oh actually, um, can I make one of those attacks? Um, use a superiority dice to make it a distracting strike. Oh, I'll allow it. Oh, actually, um... We'll make it a trip attack. Okay. Yeah, I'll allow that. Um, so... That's... 
an additional eight points of damage because of the superiority die. And the uh, assailant has to make a uh, DC 15 strength saving throw, please. He is not great at those. Mm. Uh, yeah, no, that is a grand total of seven. Cool. He is not prone, and Tibble, um, in his grand height of one foot, stands over um, the prone man and uh, presses the Starsea Cutlass to his neck. And um, he says, I think it's time for you to stand down and for us to have a little chat. Hey? Um, and I'm happy to roll another persuasion for that one. Yeah, roll me a persuasion. Oh, wow. That's a, uh, 22. 22. Uh, he seems pretty set in his convictions. Um, and yeah, he doesn't seem to be swayed at this stage. Um... Uh, but he does he does seem to be concerned about the situation he's in but not enough yet to uh, stand down entirely um, anything with your you use your bonus uh, yeah so the um, superiority die thing yep <laughs> it is Neris's turn Let's uh, <clears throat> go pebble in my shoe about that. Um, hmm. Well, Neris, uh, first of all, is looking incredibly annoyed at the fact that his spell hasn't worked. Um, <clears throat> a little bit more annoyed and mildly concerned when Loren comes out and casts another spell. But just so incredibly relieved when that one too failed um and yes it's just gonna sort of look up he can't really see what's going on up there can he uh not from where he is though perfect alright in that case um Neris is um, going to look at everyone else, sort of listen to what's going on, not hearing any signs of combat. He's going to go inside, uh, back into the tavern, and hold and begin casting a spell, but holding it. Uh, what he's waiting for is a cry of pain from the captain or any sort of indication that communication has not gone well and if that happens Neris is going to vortex warp ham on top of that man uh, I do want to just um, I know you said and it could be just to do with Neris's own perception that Neris couldn't hear um, signs of combat uh, the captain did just stab Miss Van twice <laughs> before knocking him down yes um, so we've heard the combat but 
Are you saying Neris would be under the impression there is an active combat happening upstairs? Uh, that is entirely up to Neris. He would have heard a man get stabbed twice, but that's... Do with that information what you will, whether Neris would be like, okay, the captain's got this or not. But just, he would have heard combat, I'm assuming. Neris is going to hold. Um, gonna, he's going to look at Ham, say... I don't think his Was Ham out last time? Ham was in the tavern, pretending to be a table. That's right. Yes, absolutely. Um... So, Neris is essentially going to do as described before. Um, we'll hold Vortex Warp. If it seems like there is another attack directed at the captain, Neris is going to cast Vortex Warp, Vortex Warp on Ham. Otherwise, he's just going to start buttering Ham up and saying... You know all those plates that you've eaten on the ship? There's a very large plate upstairs, and you want to eat that one? I'd send you to eat that plate upstairs. Are you ready? And that's what he's doing with his turn, holding Vortex Warp. Um, is Liu's turn? Um, and he's just gonna say, please, please just let me go. Uh, where is his accent gone? Let me go. Alright, I, I don't know what it's like when they get you and they hunt you down and, and they have you by the throat. Well, I guess now you do, but uh... <laughs> I don't know. Could you elucidate? I was in a desperate situation. And that seemed the best way to get out of it. And what does that mean for Alton? Alton's resourceful. I'm sure he can manage to get out of it himself. Uh, and that's about all he's going to do on his turn. <laughs> he's cornered. Uh, Cerise, go go. Cerise. Um, Therese is just going to continue to watch now. Alright. So you're just going to let Witch Bolt drop? Um. Yes. Okay. Um, alright. Alter. Well, if you have any damn loyalty for the lakes, then you should have just stayed and dealt with it. The lakes are dead, Alton. The lakes don't exist anymore. I've been hunted out of existence, so done their best to go legit. I just decided on the small fries to be fucking shot down by guards? By a sniper? Yeah, I didn't make that call. Yeah, fair. Well, 
Normally, man, I really, I really should have known because you seem like a nice person. And that is always a red flag. You can never trust people who seem nice. But you know what? Fine. I'll let you live this once because everyone seems to be here and murder is generally frowned upon. So enjoy your life. I'll see if I can get out of this one. And he kind of just like um, it glares at him and then glares at Rue for a moment and just kind of turns its back and leaves the room and um, we start to head for the front door. Um, you can get out the front door if you so desire. <laughs> sure. He's just going to have a look outside to see what's going on. Um, how's the sniper? Engage in combat with the bull, right? Yeah. Uh, roll me a perception check to see if you'd be able to make out uh, uh, where he is. Because if he's knocked down uh, on top of a roof, it might be a bit difficult to see. Uh, that's a 13. 13. You can't see him, but you can barely make out uh, Tibble. Um, as he stands over him. Alison <laughs> uh, um, just kind of like double takes. He's going on Tibble's pipe. Alison's gonna leave the um, the house, but he's just gonna kind of take a moment to think about what to do. Probably thinking back at his prior comment is looking at Tibble with distrust and just kind of assess the situation, see what's happening. Okay. Um, are you holding any action or just foregoing um, your turn this round? I can still hold a dodge action. Someone shoots at him. Okay. Attacks. So. All right. Uh, Fishman. Alright. Um, he probably can't see anyone at the moment, so he'll probably drop gust of wind. Um, how bad would it be to climb? Uh, wise. You don't have a climb speed, so you half speed. Um. You are about 20 feet away, so you get, you basically get about 5 feet up the wall. You could get up to the roof if you dashed. Um, he's going to Misty Step his way up. Yep, that'll do it. Um, he's probably aiming to go somewhere us or our assailant. Um, and then, um... Yeah, what does he see? Uh, he sees Tibble over the assailants. Yeah. So the assailants prone and you see your captain in a state that you would have been maybe one of a few crew to have witnessed. Just being a um, crew member who generally is in active battle um, and who you've known Tibble for a long time and you've really only ever seen him this serious um, and this sort of upset 
in combat when um when there's when something has happened that's quite uh serious um so you would probably know um that tibble means business here he were to put his hand his um whacking stick um and like gesture with eyebrows towards the captain what is the captain's um what what does he mean by that like whack and stick the guy on the ground yeah um he gives he looks up at fishman and um down at uh the assailant and he's like well you had your chance and he um gives a nod to fishman Cool. Um, so he will do this. Nothing. And you have your action left. Um, so it's nothing too cool, but he will. Um, he will take out his um, whacking stick, um, and he will hold it. He will kind of like tower over. What happened? Oh, what? What did he say? His name was again. Uh. Vatrej Crow. Officer Vatrej Crow. Um, yeah, he'll tower over him and give him a bit of a smirk. Bro, but... Family first. And then he will um, hopefully do a non-lethal blow. Bonk on the head. Roll to hit. Now, is there anything that will help me out? Uh, he's prone. I feel like, based off my re- previous role, something. You have advantage, <laughs> he's prone. He's on the ground, you have advantage. Um, okay, so that was a two, and that is a... Okay, yeah, cool. 17 to hit. 17 will hit. For, for the record, this is a quarter stuff. So... He will but four damage, but let me just double check something. Not sure if this uh, uh, yeah. Cool. Um so that's now force damage due to planar warrior. And let me roll another D8. So that's an additional five non-lethal. Okay. Um, all right. Uh, you do get a second attack if you so desire. I was just waiting to see how bad is he right now. Like, he's prone, but he's like still got some fight left in him. Does it specifically have to be an attack, or can it just be? Uh, it has to be an attack if you're going to be doing another thing. Because mm-hmm. You're using the attack action already. Yeah, cool. All right, so... 
Disarm. Disarm. Um, that's... Mm, you can attempt to disarm um, as essentially a grapple, like an opposed check. Um, so it'd be your... Oh. Uh, I think your athletics versus his athletics or acrobatics. I don't like my chances, but I'll do it anyway. So um, he is going to flavor in the sense that he'll stand on his hand, try and get him to let go. And it needs to be athletics. Uh, yes. For the aggressor in a grapple, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a 17. Yeah, so you managed to stomp on his hand and cause him to drop his, uh, his rifle. He's been naughty. He doesn't deserve that anymore. Yep. And then, if possible, um, he'll be saying, um, won't be needing that now. I'll take that. And if he can't pick it up, he'll kick it away. Okay. Uh, you can pick it up. Um, yeah, sure. He'll pick it up. All right. And rest it over his shoulder, looking down at this guy. All right. Uh, it is his turn. And, um, yeah, he's going to say, <sighs> You and your ilk. You cannot change. But I think I will need more with me to deal with you. You. And he looks at you, Tibble. You're clearly the leader of this operation. I suggest you stand down. and I'm going to need you to roll me a wisdom saving throw as he casts suggestion on you. That's a seven. That's a seven. So you feel magically compelled to, um, to stand down. Um, and as you do so, um, Officer Crow, uh, stands himself up and he's going to start moving away. Um, he's only got 15 feet of movement so far, but, uh. That was, um... Just remind me of because that was a spell, yeah. Um, Fishman, you do get an attack opportunity if you so desire. Um, I'm just stopping yeah. the wording on suggestion. Magically influenced creature, you can see the decision must be worded in such a manner as to make the course of action sound reasonable. As the creature to stab itself, throw itself into its sphere, and mind itself, do something like that. Titleist. Uh, on a failed save, it use a course of action you describe to the best of its ability. It suggests the course of action can continue for the entire duration um, of the spell. Okay, cool. So, um, how long does the spell go for? Uh, eight hours. Okay. But it's concentration based, so... Hit hard, fish man. Hit hard. 
Um, I mean, how is he moving away? Is he running away or? Uh, he's running away as fast as he can. Does it need to be an attack or can it be a spell? Uh, it has to be an attack unless you- I think it's an attack. Yep. Um, alright. Cool. Well, if he can, he'd like to bring out Aeol Gwendai again. Crossbow. With an attack of opportunity. Cool. Wax him in the legs with... So that is a 18 to hit. 18 certainly hits. Um, that is a 1. I'm not sure if Planar Warrior... You get your Planar Warrior damage, I believe. 2. Plus. 5. Um, and again, all non-lethal. Um, natural 20 on the concentration check. Um, alright. Loren. Um, just quickly. Yes. Is that considered an aggressive act from where Paris is? Um, you wouldn't be able to hear it. Was specifically listening for combat. Hmm. Actually, yeah, because Fishman's attack of opportunity. I'd, I'd like to imagine they make a very loud bonk sound. Yeah, uh, given the name. Yes, Naris, you hear it. It's time for ups and nom noms, okay? Oof. Alright. Um, so, yeah, um, Ham is on the roof. Like, how? What does what does see? Because he's not ready for this. Um,. I imagine where where Neris has seen that tiny figure of um, of the captain, um, maybe like ten feet further back from that, like away from the edge of the um, uh, the edge of the roof, essentially, um, almost like. Um, an elevator phasing up through the floor, but slightly quicker and much more aggressively. You see this tiny bullet just go, and that is now up there on the roof and is as hyped up, I would imagine, as when you tell a Labrador, we're going for walkies. Yes, yeah, Fishman kind of, after his, like, sweep at the legs, um, will, like, kind of spin around and be absolutely petrified. <laughs> and, like, almost freeze, but point towards <laughs> anywhere but himself at the fleeing sergeant. Um, yeah, okay. Uh, Loren. They certainly do seem to be having fun, Captain. But are we really sure where the evil pirates when I'm pretty sure they're trying to execute that man? Do we keep being involved? 
No. All right then. And Loren just kind of crosses her arms and keeps sipping on her drink. <laughs> Although she will, once again, for funsies, like as a little bonus action, just make the wind change, just for fun. So it's now once again kind of blasting, like going back the other way. That's in Sniper Man's face. Um, all right, Rue is your go. Uh, so Rue kind of looks over uh, Lynn's carrying form and then turns around to where Alton's run out and then looks back at Lynn for a moment. You should escape if you can, perhaps out one of those windows. And then Rue will follow Alton outside. Um, but like again, just like straightening up to his full seven foot height as he steps outside, which again, no one would see. It's just completely enveloped in um, fog, this eerie otherworldly fog that's just streaming out from under his mask and through every like crease of like metal and everything like that with this like strong pulsating magical glow. And um, Rue kind of looks around and takes stock. So we've got one, one person running away on the uh, yes. roof or on the floor? On the roof. And is there someone on the on the ground level? Um, only uh, that you can see. Only the two uh, pirates who are just standing around, Cerise and Loren. If Rue could quirk an eyebrow, they would. Um, <laughs> at in their direction, and then Rue turns and looks around. And then squints up at the the rooftop, and it's like. There's also where? a large metal dog on the roof. Yes, you notice that Ham is now up on the roof somehow. How did Ham get up there? Strange. And then Rue is going to like kind of look around, shrug, and then they're going to misty step up onto the roof with a little bit of temporary hesitation. Um. <clears throat> And I rolled a four, Darby. Oh, that, that's... Uh, yeah, so... That's a 36. 36, let me... As temporarily, some, like, as they miss you stepping, like, magic starts crackling around them temporarily. And like, um, which sort of just bounces around the cloud, the stream of like fog that's pouring off them, which seems just like below off as they shoot up through the air and onto the roof. Um, and yes. <laughs> and they sort of stutter a bit as like everyone on the roof hears this like a terrible creaking, I suppose, as the magic shutters through different colours and like lights behind their eyes shut to different colours as well. Um, and something happens. <laughs> uh, roll a d10. Five. Five. Okay. Um. You feel um almost as if your joints begin to loosen up 
slightly, as if they were less ravaged by the sands of time. Okay, interesting. Yeah, almost as if you were five years younger. <laughs> interesting. So Bruce suddenly looks a lot more polished and a lot more like sleek and a lot more dangerous um, as the blade sort of extends a little bit. And I just sort of look around and go, what's going on? And then that's all they'll do. They'll prepare an attack action if anything comes near them. All right. Um, okay. So, next is, uh, oh, Ham. Next is Ham. Ham is an active combatant now. Ham will nom the nearest person. <laughs> okay. Uh, roll to hit. Uh, hang on. That is a... What's Ham's plus to hit? Just double checking, sorry. Okay, plus three. Um, so that's a 12 to hit. 12 to hit. Okay. Uh, that misses, unfortunately. Ham takes a big chunk out of the roof. Yeah. And just inhales it. It is gone. <laughs> There's this terrible grindy of multiple rows of serrated shark teeth. And it's gone. <laughs> All right. Uh, that is Tibble's go. Um, you have been commanded to stand down and... Um, do you get a say? Um, unless there's more... Yeah, no, you are just standing down. You can do stuff, but you can't... Essentially, you can't re-engage. Yeah. That's fine. Um, because... This silly idiot, um only told Tibble to stand down. Um, didn't tell him to ask his men to stand down. Um, so... Tibble is going to attack the roof. Okay. So Tibble, um, he's going to, uh, walking, uh, uh, following after, um, this, uh, fella who's fleeing, um, he's going to, um, swing his Starseer Cutlass and, um, And uh, swing down at the roof um, as he calls out, mm, let's say to mm, okay, um, highs ham, lows fishman, fishman. Uh, he uses Commander Strike um, to call out to Fishman um, using a superiority die um, to get Fishman to attack this um, fella who's fleeing. Um, and he calls out to Fishman. I think he's uh, cast some sort of spell on me. 
I won't be attacking, but lad, don't let him get away. Um, I will allow you to change this because you would probably no. I believe this costs their reaction to take an attack. Is this is this a commander's strike? Yeah, are we not on the a new round? Fishman has... Or does it go off then next turn? Yeah, Fishman has not acted since. Fine, scrap that. Um, he just says, Ham, time to eat. Right. And Ham gets to make an attack, a strike. Um... And if Ham succeeds, uh, there's an additional four points of damage. Uh, so that's a 15 all up. Just misses, unfortunately. There. Ham takes another bite out of the roof, excitedly. Some of the structure starts to shake. Uh, all right. Uh, anything else? Um, yeah, so Chibble... Uh, we'll call out <laughs> to this fleeing cap, uh, not captain, officer. And um, he's going to try and persuade them again. And he's like, I may be standing down, but I promise you. <laughs> Those under my command will not. I think you know the wise course of action here will be for us to have a kind conversation rather than a nasty one. And that would be a 19. That's fine. Just means that the, the persuasion, this... This person, um, not being persuaded is to their own detriment. Um. All right. Neris. Neris can no longer see the man. Uh, there is no, um, <clears throat> noise of, uh, like, sword combat. Uh, and the building is actively shaking. So, Neris would like to exit said building. Um, potentially attempt to encourage any others who are in the building to follow suit. Uh, there's no one left in the building at this point other than, like... Oh, there's, there's like, patrons of the tavern. So you're trying to get them to evacuate, are you? Uh, from the building whose roof is currently collapsing. Yeah. Yes. Uh, I would assume that Neris does not need to do very much convincing. Yeah. Um, but other than open a door and say, this is an exit. So he will do that and um, just sort of observe the surroundings. Does it look like there is anything happening? Does it look like there are reinforcements? Are there perhaps like a town guard are there onlookers are there people who may be sort of overseeing this whole thing or is it just this one man acting alone from what Neris can tell so roll me a perception check 
Three. Three. Uh, you have no idea. Perfect. This additional you can see. Please exit the building, avoid the weird cloud of mist, and please proceed to your nearest alternative tavern. Yeah. Cerise? Uh, Cerise just turns to Loren. I do believe this might be the uh, signal for an exit. Oh. I was having such a fun conversation with him. Place is about to be crawling with authorities when that roof caves in. Well. Either we can both skedaddle or you can skedaddle and, uh, friend of yours could help out. We both of us an alibi. And her eyes shift color for a second. Up to you. And she shouts up to Tibble. Always a pleasure. Fishman? Uh. I'll be seeing you around. And she misty steps. And starts running. Cerise would um, have heard Tibble quite politely respond. Um, the pleasure is always mine, Cerise. Another time. And Fishman will say, well, I believe we've made a lasting impression. All right. Uh, Alton, this is your guy. Alton is just... I mean, yeah, Alton, like, I don't know if they, like... Are they... Yeah, if he sees these two, he is visibly very confused. And he's also just very confused at seeing, like, everyone in conflict up on the rooftops. Um, he's still got his, his pistols in his hand. I'll kind of like start to raise them and just be like, uh, uh, uh Captain Tibble, um, what's going on? Do you know who this person is? Are we shooting to kill? Alton, I know you may not think much of me, lad, but I'm not stupid. Shoot to kill. Hi, Captain. And, um, you will, uh, take shots with the pistols. Uh, what is the range on it? Uh, it's 60 feet, or 240 at disadvantage. Just within, uh, the 60 feet. So you don't have to- Oh, no. Excellent. Well, the first one I think misses. I got a 15. Uh, 15 misses, yeah. Um, so the next one, um, I'm gonna extend a, a grip point uh, to do a dead eye, dead eye shot to get an advantage. 
Yep, that's a 28 to hit. Suddenly hits. <laughs> um, that's six points of damage. Not too good. Excellent. Um, and then I'll also uh, fire a third shot with the minor bonus action. Have you used your action surge yet? <laughs> I'm gonna do that because I again rolled a 15. <laughs> so then <laughs> he's just firing wildly, having a bit of trouble because it's so far away and he is also like quite injured, very confused, very angry, but he's just gonna keep firing. Again, that's a 13. And a 17, does that hit? 17 does hit. Alright, alright. Uh, that's 13 points of damage. Um, he is shaky at this point. Like, those up on the roof can see, like, there are, there are bullet holes in his back um, where it's managed to get between the armor. The armor plating um, and straps. Um, and that's, yeah, that's everything you can do, Alton. Um. All right, let's give this a go. Let me just... Um, I need to use a bonus action. Uh, um, has he left the roof yet? He has not. Oh. Um, it's the edge of the roof. Fishman is going to... A.L. Gwendai with a harpoon, please. Mm-hmm. Um, he's going to make his way to the top of the roof, like where it peaks, and kind of plant his feet in. Um, to try and kind of make sure that if he would, that he would have some ground. And um, he'd like to take a shot, please, um, with a harpoon. Frost. Um, I'm also going to be rolling with... Why are we attacking? We are retreating. We have injured. This should be a priority, surely. Daughters. Um, so that is a 11, which goes up to a 17 to hit. 17 does hit. Excellent. So I'm just assuming this is just like regular damage. Um, it merely does... Um, it does five piercing damage. Yeah. However, um, he is now um, harpooned. Um, so basically, every time he wishes to get away from me, um, he basically can't get away from me. He has to do an opposed strength check. Um, and yeah, that's basically his turn. All right. Um, it is his go. Um he is going to, yeah, he's going to get, try to get away. Um, a post strength check. Is extra footing give him any kind of? No, unfortunately. Um, so, strength check. That's a 16. Yeah, you, he is not able to free himself. Um, (laughs) 
and <laughs> how, how long is the rope on the harpoon? Um, it just says that I can also pull him 15 mm. feet towards me. It doesn't actually say how long the harpoon but this is a homebrew weapon. So I'm assuming if it was if it just goes with like the normal range, it's 100 feet to 400. Uh, yeah, he can't do anything, so he's just gonna. Um, he's gonna put his hands up in in uh, surrender. Fish man's gonna say, that a boy. And that's where we're gonna leave it for this, this uh, episode because we went quite long. Uh, Did? That one. See you next week, everyone. Oh boy. Hi. See you next week. Yeah. Do some of us need to talk through our problems or like what the fuck yeah. happened there? Yeah. Jesus. We almost killed oh. a man that was lying there prone. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> the authorities. Mm. Uh, they gave me a heart palpitations. Mm.